It is indeed, and uh, 21 minutes now, it is before 9 p.m. Uh, we head into our next discussion, which is uh, certainly a polarizing and a vexing one uh, in relation to uh, issues around transformation uh, and I guess uh, whether or not uh, there is um, yeah, a trade-off between achieving transformation and, uh, in this case, uh, realizing some of the jobs that might be associated uh, with an investment here into the food and beverage sector and in particular into Burger King and uh, a, a meat plant a pro, uh, or a processing plant. Uh, and uh, that's in the case of um, Grand Parade Investments, which has uh, looked uh, to sell uh, its entity, Burger King, and uh, the Grand Foods Meat Plant to ECP Africa, uh, which uh, comprise of several different venture funds. And not everyone seems to be pleased with um, the foray of the competition authorities into this matter uh, using Section 12A3E, I think, stand to be corrected there, uh, to uh, intervene uh, in this matter in relation to uh, uh, issues surrounding uh, the spread of ownership uh, in disadvantaged uh, or among disadvantaged South Africans. And joining me on the line to uh, talk about this particular story is uh, Wendy Alberts uh, from the Restaurants Association and certainly no stranger uh, to the show. Wendy, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening. Thank you so much. I wish everyone is warm and uh, thank you for inviting us. Yeah, thank you very much uh, for taking time out to speak to us. Now, Wendy, you know, uh, we've got a story here now of uh, an entity that wanted to transfer ownership and uh, uh, explicit promise of um, scaling and uh, adding to the footprint of this particular entity. What with all of the jobs? Uh, But it seems to have hit a snag here with uh, the uh, competition authorities invoking some of the uh, obligations uh, that uh, I guess um, you know associated with them from a public interest perspective. What's your view as the Restaurants Association on this particular matter? And I guess not only just how the competition authorities have responded, but also um, I guess the the terms of the deal between Grand Parade and ECP. Look, it's a conversation that needs to be explored far deeper than just that level of what it is. And I think you know the um, issues for us, which we are immediately talking about is that, you know, they're using a demographic situation to determine whether or not upliftment in the restaurant industry is going to be set forward as an example moving forward. And the biggest concern here for us, obviously, is that they, um, the political transformation on this particular deal wasn't standardized at the time when the shareholders had invested into the interest of Burger King at the time. What, what do you so, mean by that, Wendy? Well, this, the, the decision at this point in time prejudices the current shareholders from being able to receive any investment that they've actually actualized over the time that they've been investors and shareholders of Burger King. So that is the eminent part for now, which we have to have a conversation on. Mm. But also, I think the greater message is it's limiting the pool of investors into South Africa. Right now, the South African restaurant industry and hospitality industry needs all the support and help it can get to rehabilitate itself and remodel itself and to be able to springboard itself into some form mm-hmm. of recovery. And we're not going to be able to do it alone on South African money. But what do, you make, I mean, being, Wendy, what, what do you make of the reality that, you know, this is the law and the, uh, this is not the first merger of its kind that has been subjected to some of these public interest considerations. And of course, it's not only this one on demography. I mean, there's issues around the ability of SMMEs to uh, participate in the sector, employment, particular industrial sector or region, uh, international competitiveness. So, um, I mean, are you saying that actually, you know, we should maybe put aside this particular one and uh, look at the uh, benefits that might accrue based on the other considerations? 
I think there's a massive missed opportunity here for any type of foreign investment into South Africa, which is one simple conversation. And, you know, does the Compensation Commissioner really have title hold over the dividends that uh, current shareholders are entitled to make came for for the time and effort that they've spent in developing the business in South Africa over time when this particular prejudice wasn't set back then? But more so than that, I mean, government now has power to determine on what the profitability is for the investment that you make in a particular organization and who can actually claim on those dividends by based on who you're selling it to. Well, it's so what law. we're saying I is mean, that there is a company, yeah. an international company like this, that can pay 100 times more for the profitability matrix in your current investment than a local South African, even if you are a current previous disadvantaged shareholder, you're not entitled to have those dividends paid out. So that's one very pertinent conversation that we need to look at outside so, of what currently is happening within the restaurant industry. Okay. Sure. So, so Wendy, I mean, here's maybe my question to that. Uh, and when I say it's law, I mean, I'm also sort of in a position here where I'm saying, well, this has gone through a particular type of democratic process to arrive at this law, which prioritizes the promotion of uh, the spread of ownership among historically disadvantaged people in the society. So, so that's the one side of it. But I'm also quite interested in what you're suggesting. You're saying that uh, this also prejudices the black investors who wanted to exit this investment. Uh, but there's also, but there's also, uh, in addition to that, another question, uh, Wendy, that would emerge, which is, you know, those black investors were able to invest in the first instance through facilitation and, I guess, the the expectation that there would be some black ownership here. Now, uh, what's so wrong in transferring the same ownership into the universe of black investors? I would assume there would be. But the continuity of the decision actually rests on what is the, the available investment price that's going to be paid for the investment that people feel is lucrative. So whether a continued South African or an international or foreign investment feels that there's more value in the brand in its current equity for what they're going to do on a rollout through Africa mm. is the, the price determination what they're willing to pay. And what, what, what is concerning for me is in a time of distress that we're currently sitting in South Africa, is that a company of this nature, the incoming company ECP, was very willing to put in 500 million rand capex injection into development. Mm. They were also creating 1,200 direct jobs, which leads to an exponential um, um, indirect job, Mm. as well as the roll-on of different parts for people that uh, are involved in construction and people from manufacturing and uh, food supply and Mm. uh, chains and and, and all sorts of other jobs that come from that. And further on that, they were also doing the development of BEE supplies into the chain. So the add-on effects for further um, opportunities rested well further than what the current exiting GPI was providing to the current industry. So, you know, there was a massive Mm. campaign that was committed to Mm. growing the, the, the the ability to bring the investment into the country. So it wasn't all lost. But the short-sightedness for me came in, in my personal view, is that the commissioner personally prejudiced the deal because he felt that the deal-breaker was called off by the current investor, Mm. which means that the industry in totality suffers because there's a potential for job creation. And if the sale doesn't go through, there's a potential that perhaps the business is in distress and that it may not be able to survive time. That means people will lose their jobs. And it means that the impact that's going to take place is that the shareholders are not in a position to be able to pay back some of the debt or to reap Mm. the rewards of the investment that they've made over time. So the total decision in this instance that the Competition Commissioner made prejudices not only the shareholders, it prejudices the industry, the potential job creation, 
the potential debt that needs to be paid out into the industry to survive certain of those suppliers that are sitting in the future and that are reliant mm. on the sale of Burger King to pay back the debt sure. to potentially keep those businesses in existence too. Okay. The dividend payouts are, are not going to be sure. reflecting for the current jobs of there, and there stands the potential to have many more jobs in the industry lost, which, as you well know, through COVID, all we've done vehemently is, one, save businesses, two, to save jobs and keep mm. people's livelihoods afloat. Okay. Hold the line there for me for a second, Wendy. I've got on the line uh, the president of the Black Business Council, Sandy Lezungu. Nyamagaishi, good evening to you and welcome. Uh, good evening, and thank you so much for having me here, Abunga. Uh, yes, you would have heard parts of... Uh, I guess the case that uh, Wendy is making saying, well, this focus just on demographic ownership might have been uh, short-sighted. And uh, I guess uh, the comment around capital investment, enterprise development, um, we've seen similar commitments, I mean, in equity equivalent programs in the automotive sector. Uh, What makes, uh, uh, Mr. Zungu, this particular one different? Well, you know, I, I, uh, I read the statement by Safka, um, and just at the face of it, it, it makes a lot of sense. And at the same time, I've read, um, you know, at a high level, uh, the Competition Commission determination, uh, which recommends against the transaction. And um, on public interest considerations, um, equally, it makes sense because, you know, we have. of the population of South Africa who are 27 years into a democracy, they own only a fraction of the economy. Um, And they're being told every turn they must be very thankful they've got jobs. Uh, They must be very thankful you know, there, there's something called foreign direct investment, uh, which flies past their heads. Um, and they must be, you know, happy to be bystanders. Um, it's a very dangerous uh, assertion that, um, you know, uh, considerations of uh, economic transformation must be trumped by other considerations simply because. Uh, we have a pandemic uh, simply because we have low employment or simply because we have slipped back on competitiveness and therefore what you must sacrifice is PEE. It's very dangerous because we are setting ourselves up for failure. Um, it, it is very important that um, uh, this matter is understood as the Competition Commission recommending against the transaction. It's got to go to the competition tribunal, mm. uh, which will actually you know, apply its own uh, assessment and may come with conditions. And um, if, it, if, if a company like Burger King is owned 60% BEE, and with a transaction like this, it's not going to be 0% BEE, can't be happy. No one can be happy about that. And I think when someone raises concerns that actually do something about this, mm. you know, you can't walk rough short over uh, the law of the land around uh, economic transformation. Um, they've got to take that seriously. Mm. Um, no, no one derives any pleasure whatsoever uh, from investors not being able to realize value mm. uh, because you know uh, of what has happened now. 
of uh, a situation where foreign direct investors may be dissuaded because there's a bit of a stink around how they can realize their investments in the future. Mm. Uh, but if you're going into any territory where there's an attractive opportunity, uh, first and foremost, you understand what are the rules of play mm. um, and you comply with them. Whether you're going to invest in United Arab Emirates or in Thailand or in America or in Switzerland, there are laws of the particular jurisdiction which must be adhered to. We don't understand why in South Africa uh, the immediate um, you know, thing to sacrifice is a need for black people to participate in the economy. Uh, there's something wrong with our psychology as South Africans that um, mm. you know, we, we still have a problem with black people having a stake in their mm. economy. Sure. Uh, 27 years into our democracy. Mm. There's absolutely something wrong with it. Okay. Bob Sung, Wendy, let, let me bring you in here. I mean, I guess from, from the comment that uh, you know, Sandil is making here, one major, one major comment comes, comes to mind for me. I mean, if you are buying an entity from 68% black-owned entity, how difficult is it really to find black partners if in South Africa the rules of the game require you to have South African participation and in addition to that South African participation, the participation of historically disadvantaged black people? It's always such a pleasure to hear you, Selinda, talk. And I think he makes very pertinent points across the scope of his conversation. And I think the industry is one which needs deeper thought process and deeper conversations with the various departments within tourism to look at how we aggressively commit to the rollout of BE transformation within our sector in particular. And hospitality falls within tourism. I think that there is a massive rollout plan that is currently taking place. I think one of the key things which we've seen over time with the restaurant industry in particular, as an industry within hospitality and tourism, is that we heavily rely on foreign investment to bring culinary experiences into South Africa. And I think the concerning thing for us is that the message that the red tape of foreign national investment um, lends itself now to the inter international market certainly will close off the potential for that investment back into South Africa. But there is a very valid point that there are rules and there are applications that need to put in process for investments that need to be, be taking so, place. But so I is think it difficult to find black people in, as investors? In any type of international investment I'm talking about. In terms of well, our I'm even saying, yeah, even for the international investors, I mean, is it difficult to find black investors with capital who can come into a deal like this as partners? Look, I'm not afraid with what type of investment is out there, so I'd be speaking inaccurately off my own expertise. What I can tell you, it is very difficult in terms of our simplistic and small businesses sometimes to find investment and to find qualified investment into the development of new businesses. Um, and those are small businesses which we're talking about, not large-scale businesses like a large franchise-owned company is what we're talking about, like Burger King. And when you say qualified, I mean qualified in relation to, to what? Financial qualifications, to be able to buy a simple restaurant or to take over from the lending criteria mm. that the banks require. You know, there's surety, there's involvement, yeah. there's deposits, there is the okay. way that the framework yeah. of the, the deal is structured, mm. short-term assets, long-term sure. assets, and, and very often there isn't the equity or the lending or the gearing within the particular establishment mm. to even have an on-sale clause. Sure. So sure. it might not necessarily be that the purchaser doesn't have the necessary qualifications. It could also mean that the business through this particular time doesn't have 
the um, balance sheet to be able to do an on-sale. And with okay. what has happened through okay. COVID, okay. 80% of businesses in South Africa yeah. have gone through extreme turmoil in the restaurant sector, mm. which means it's very difficult to get further lending or even for us to get extended overdraft sure, loans sure. or any type of aggregated income to keep our businesses okay. afloat. All right. So you couple this and you look at a business like Burger King, who yeah. has got massive accumulated debts. I mean, they've really shown sure. that their, um, their, their um, investments at this time have been on the downturn. Yeah. Wendy, let me do this. Let, let me bring in uh, Sandile once again. Uh, Sandile, I mean, just, just your comments, I could hear you there sort of wanting to chip in <laughs> just in relation to some of the questions I'm asking. And I think the question still stands. Yeah. Is it that difficult to find a black person in South Africa to come on board as an investor who, as Wendy is saying, is qualified financially and otherwise to take okay. part in a deal like this? Well, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's not a bit difficult, quite honestly, uh, to find a BEE player who may uh, come in alongside that Pan-African uh, uh, private equity fund or investor in, in Burger King, uh, maybe not to the extent of 68%, because I, I would presume that the foreign investor wants to take control, uh, which which is fair. But to have someone to take a 26%, 30%, or even 40% interest uh, on the same terms, as a private equity investor, maybe with a bit of facilitation, mm. um, you know, in a manner that enables the sellers to you know, realize maximum value, um, but knowing that the buyer is both foreign direct investor as well as local BEE player, it won't be difficult. Uh, trust me, it won't be difficult. I think what also makes it difficult for people to buy individual restaurants, which is um, the 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 issue I I presume uh, Wendy is is positing um, is you know there are so many hurdles being thrown in the way of of transformation in the sector. Right now, the Minister for Tourism is being taken to court mm. by Solidarity and Afroforum um, on the uh, you know Tourism Equity Fund. Um, so the very limited capital that is being made available. Um, to foster recovery, but at the same time to deepen uh, or to optimize uh, BEE participation is being stymied by um, right-wing forces in the country. Mm. And, and that, 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 that's the tragedy of all of this, that people say, okay, the only messiah is foreign direct investor, which must come in without conditions. Um, if there is local capital being mobilized, no, no. Uh, people go to court to op- oppose it. So what is it that is really required uh, for black people to participate meaningfully in the, in the economy? Um, you know, uh, and at, it, at the end of the day, there also being a, there's an affirmation that says, or an assertion that says they don't have capital, they don't exist. Um, in the world that I work in, Trust me, there's, a man, mm. there's many of uh, BE yeah, players who, if approached, uh, will be prepared to say, well, Bega King, alongside an investor with deep pockets who is taking a long-term view, mm. it, it makes for a, an attractive sure. um, investment opportunity. They'll be prepared to take um, the minimum. They are in an invidious position. Because they are saying the current owner has got 68% BE uh, uh, ownership and now the new owner has got zero 
Zero mm. percent. Uh, what must they do? Because, I mean, remember, competition law, um, not only uh, is it used to uh, minimize concentration mm. and to foster greater competition sure. in, 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 in the economy, but also it, it is used to, 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 to assist in, 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 in deepening mm. empowerment. Sure. And, We're going to have and, to leave it there. And, and, and by the so, way, there's, a, there's Babin, an example I want to highlight. Babin, uh, it's unfortunate, Baba Yaz, and it's 9 p.m. now. Uh, so unfortunately, oh. we're getting chucked out of here. Uh, but I want both of you and Wendy, uh, just after this matter goes to the competition uh, tribunal, to come back and uh, I want us to have a chat because I do think that a lot of the issues that we've raised tonight are certainly not going to be resolved by us tonight. But I want to th- mm-hmm. uh, thank the pair of you, uh, uh, Wendy Alberts from the Restaurant Association and uh, Sandy Le Zungu from the BBC. And uh, also the Bob Zungu, congrats uh, on uh, Usutu. And uh, Hebe. yeah, playing now in the continental uh, competition. Uh, Hebe. Thank you very much. Uh, We'll have to leave it there, folks, this evening. 9 p.m. is the time. Have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Thank you.